Do you want to do a recap? Do you want to do it now? <laughs> We've only been recording a little while, like three or four hours. <laughs> it's only been an hour. <laughs> You're kidding. No. Wow, that one dragged then. <laughs> I, I have a feeling that I wasn't giving you a lot. <laughs> we're, uh, so, for the informed listener, uh, we're fresh off the record for Encanto. Uh, and we weren't huge on it. We didn't care for it. It, uh... It's a rough one. It did not stick the landing. Yeah, that's a good description. <laughs> Nonetheless, this is it. This is the recap and introduction for season six of the Disney Animated Cannonball, a podcast where I tell and Lee, he, him. And I, what's the, she, her. She, sir. <laughs> she, sir. Yeah, she's just some guy. She's just a bro. That's me. <laughs> Uh, watch all of the Disney animated canon movies from start to finish in sequential order and without mercy or relent. <laughs> <laughs> without honor or humanity. And this this season... So we, we had some interruptions in the first season that you never got to know about, listener, because like there was like <laughs> a six-month gap between the first season's first couple of episodes and the last couple of episodes, and then we got into the groove of doing it regularly. Look, the era of uh, compilation musicals was very draining. And, and also just, like, physically, like, we had real-life stuff going on. And uh, midway through this season, our TV exploded. <laughs> yep, shut in! Uh, so we, uh, we we just couldn't do movie nights the way we were doing them, and that meant that there were a whole bunch of logistical changes that needed to be done. Basically, where, you know, there's a reason this one took three months, and it wasn't because the movies were just so good. <laughs> Sure is fun watching uh, Disney Plus uh, watch together synchronizations in the same household struggle to keep up with one another whenever a musical sequence happens. It's it's like suddenly they're all swing music. <laughs> oh my god. Yeah, see, you know what's tired? Key changes. What's wired? Tempo changes! The 11 movies this season is going to cover is The Princess and the Frog, Tangled, Winnie the Pooh, Wreck-It Ralph, Frozen, Big Hero 6, Zootopia, Moana, Ralph Breaks the Internet, Frozen 2, Raya and the Last Dragon, and Encanto. Now, what did we categorize this era as when we first set out planning this podcast? I believe you said something like, girls have money too? <laughs> Well, I described it uh, as the princesses make fun of princesses now. Sexism is solved. <laughs> but, uh, you know, there's a bit more to it than that. But yeah, it's it's, uh, it's a return to Disney Renaissance form, but with a hitherto unimagined cynicism. Yeah, it, it is truly the metastasized form of liberal Disney-centrist bullshit. <laughs> we we have it upon this right at the end of our encounter discussion and i think it's fucking perfect because nothing describes this season so well they're they've learned so much and they're going to try to use it to please everyone as much as they can as represented directly by money it's the season where boomers talked about the internet Ooh, ooh, ooh. It's the season where love at first sight is silly and ridiculous, but love over several weeks is true. Yep. It's got probably the worst re 
original first seasons with Zootopias, you know, black people are Oh, shit, yeah. <laughs> God, I forgot all about that. It's, it's got Disney copaganda, for fuck's sake. Yeah, it has it has one of the most explicit examples of copaganda. That's a new flavor. I feel like that's a leader for Disney films, that if they come out, like, four years later? Mm. Uh, the reaction would have been much more interesting, let's say. Uh, it's the season where they broke a billion dollars. Uh, twice. Twice. And, <laughs> you know, just kind of figured that was the new standard. And then they fucked it. This is the season where they finally returned to traditional animation and then left it forever. And then returned to traditional animation and then actually left it forever. Yeah, but the second time I was pleased. <laughs> imagine, imagine the legacy of Milt Carl wrapping up with Winnie the Pooh. He'd probably be fine with it, but it's really funny. This season has a lot of movies in it that I think of very fondly. But because these movies are so close to the now, there's just no excuse for some of the stuff. There's no excuse for not noticing some of the stuff these movies choose to be about. <sighs> Sorry, I'm, I'm still just reeling from the psychic damage of you reminding me that they did a fucking poo movie. Again. <laughs> and counted it as part of the animated canon. Again. <laughs> oh, fuck me. We saw some genuinely excellent villains. We did. We saw a courageous return to actually doing a fucking musical instead of being a giant coward about it. Multiple movies where the driving force was women's relationships with women. We realized that putting two princesses in one film offers twice as many marketing opportunities. And... We saw the movies that were themselves directly impacted in some extremely weird ways by the COVID pandemic. Which really does bring it full circle because that's why we started doing the podcast. When we started doing the podcast, there were too fewer movies in the Disney animated canon. Sombering moment. Uh, We've seen by far and away the best uh, representation. Mm-hmm. In, in Disney films. Considering this starts with Princess and the Frog. Yeah. Almost all well-executed Disney representation is here. Mm-hmm. And we had to watch all this in the shadow of the era of the live-action remake. <sighs> Don't worry, I'm not going to do that to you. <laughs> Look, I, if, if, if we have enough of a fan following for this show that they would request us to do live-action remake hate watches. I would do it, but they would have to understand that this was personal suffering <laughs> for the sake of bitching things out for an hour afterwards. You're, you're not going to get funny, insightful media studies no, out of I this. No, I hate everything get, about them. Yeah, just, just rage. Just rage. Just rage. Uh, so, Fox, of these movies, yes. which would you say was your favourite? Oh yeah, we do this for the the uh, season recaps, don't we? There's a few easy no's. <laughs> um, I think that in history we're gonna look back on this, and there's gonna be like, there's here's the one that everyone thinks is better than it is, <laughs> and here's the one that everyone thinks is pretty good. I mean, it's probably Moana. Uh yeah, I wouldn't be surprised by that. I enjoyed Zootopia a lot at the time, but it has aged the worst. Like milk. Yeah. Um, and 
I, you know, the shine comes off Frozen a bit for me as well. It's really just one incredible song and one unusually deeper interpretation of the word love. Um, but, you know, a lot of what else is going on there is just sort of neither here nor there. It's it's very hard to look at Frozen as a movie in its own right anymore. For the same reason fish don't know they're wet. <laughs> and Tangled is the visual highlight for yeah. me. Um, but... I don't like the music. It's just very sort of bland pop songy with like one musical number stuck in there. And okay, one pretty good villain song. I, I got to admit. Yeah. Um, but I, I, you know how you watch someone else's review of a movie and it just ruins your opinion of it forever. <laughs> yeah. Like that is this the CJ the X? Network? No, CJ the X. That's yeah. It. Yeah. CJ the X talking about this and highlighting what an excellent movie it would have been if they hadn't given away the plot up front. Yeah, if you just start Tangled five minutes later, you get a better movie. It's amazing. So, yeah, I guess in line with the cynicism of this era, there's nothing here that I just unreservedly love. They're all compromised. What about you? I really like Big Hero 6. You know what, actually, yeah, Big Hero 6 was cool. There's another thing that doesn't come up in the actual, like, movies of these, which is it's harder for me to extract a couple of these from the TV series that relate to them. (laughs) And Tangled and Big Hero 6 have legitimately really good TV series. It's true, it's true. The Tangled TV series makes me angry as well. Having having seen some bits through to the end now, I'm kind of more fond of it than I was. several big problems yes they have no idea how to do a villain unless they have a hero to make turn evil yes pisses me off and saying that that eugene is secretly a prince yeah it's bullshit is the worst shit you could have done with a character that they already did not know how to handle yeah like he was just hanging around the fucking house and then they went uh this and no just no no just imagine me flipping down my newspaper and like there was a Eugene in this? <laughs> yeah, sorry. Anyway, it's not about Tangled. I shouldn't be I shouldn't be delving into that. Mm-hmm. Um, but but the, I think the thing about this season that's really remarkable is that the not that great movies are pretty good. Like Princess and the Frog isn't that great a movie, but it's still really quite good. Um Tangled, you're right, the music's a bit naff, but I still really fond of Tangled. Uh, I do I, like it, yeah. I'd watch it again. I will say, having seen the design sheets of t- uh, of Rapunzel with oh, the freckles. Why didn't the freckles make it into the 3D model? I you cowards! <laughs> she's a, like, she's got them in all the 2D art. It's a texture! <laughs> it's, you, it's not hard! And like, it's not, it's not a design choice. Uh, sorry. It's not uh, a concept that didn't get used. Hmm. Like, whenever they illustrate her not as a 3D model... They're there, so they're clearly meant to be there, and they just, I don't know, maybe they are there and they're just super subtle on the There are two shots in the movie yeah. where you can see them. So irritating. <laughs> it's blinking, you're like, did she have freckles then? Let us see the blemishes, you fucking coward. Yeah. Nice. And, um, of the episodes, can you remember any of them at this point well enough to think about which is the one you had the most fun recording? Um, God. <laughs> it wasn't Winnie the Pooh. Honestly, I don't remember a lot of these recordings all that well. Um, probably because we had such a big gap. Yeah. Um, I remember being incandescently angry 
at the Ralphs. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> the Ralph was bad and then Ralph got worse. It was amazing. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, and of course, Pooh is is Pooh, but it's almost hard to be angry at because it's you were bored. Yeah, it's it's more boring than anything. Um, what was the most fun to record? Oh, let's say that was also Moana. I don't know. For me, it was Raya uh, because you had seen it and I hadn't. It was the last, you know, it was the first time we had that same dynamic again. Yeah, that's a good point. And it had been you, a long time. You were definitely sitting there going, eh, 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 eh. <laughs> Let me see if talent sees the thing that I saw. Was the thing that I saw even there? Yeah. <gasps> Are not all things in all works of art? Yes. Depending on what you bring with you. The audience decoding the work. Ah! Yeah. There's one other thing we normally discuss. Which is? Uh, on these season recaps, which is, what were you most surprised by? Ooh. I, I will definitely open this to both positive and negative surprise. Like, if it's just, I can't fucking believe Ralph 2 was that bad. It's been a long time since I genuinely hated Disney movies. Ooh. And the end of this season has me looking at that emotional reaction of like, no, the Disney animated canon is mostly bad. And that's partly because the most recent collection of it included some movies that really actively angered me. Yeah, it's safe to say Encanto rubbed us the wrong way. Yeah, yeah, like, like, you might find when you go back and, sorry, you might find when you get to there, Encanto doesn't sound like I had a particularly negative opinion of it, because I kept my mouth yeah. shut. <laughs> I guess I said a lot of the, <laughs> yeah. the angry stuff in the end, and only I have the context of seeing the look on your face while we were talking about it. <laughs> just, just how tense my hands are. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's, uh... I was I was also surprised uh, with Frozen Two how oddly amateurish it was. Like for a billion dollar production, it's surprising. <laughs> yeah, you can. It, it definitely shows how rushed it was. I think. Also, Princess and the Frog. I was surprised to lo- <sighs> look at it again and just see how much delight the two D animators were having in what they were doing. <laughs> There After was a... being primed for it with four more seasons of uh, of 2D animation. Yeah, like the same people that did Home on the Range got to do uh, Crocodile playing the trumpet. <laughs> yeah, there was a lot of shades of, of old Disney stuff that just, there, there was a real joy to it. Mm-hmm. It's a shame it wasn't a better movie overall, but what is good in it is so good. And... Therein lies one of the funny things we've learned about Disney throughout this entire franchise, which is there's a thing they're really, really good at, which is like the technical and technological <laughs> aspects of animation. But broadly speaking, when it comes to making a movie, their hit rate is like half. <laughs> they can get you a really good looking movie, but is it good? I mean, they've had some fantastically strong periods of just tight storytelling, likable characters, breezing through this shit like it was effortless. But it was only, like, that sort of ten-year stretch (laughs) that started slightly before the Renaissance and ended slightly before the Renaissance ended. (laughs) Remember, Tarzan was 1999. (laughs) Yeah, yeah. Still, this has been fun. I've had a great time doing this with you. Uh, I know that's more like a review of my my friend and lover Talon, who is the most important person in my life. A plus would talk again for many hours. I don't 
see myself doing this as a regular thing afterwards, though. A regular thing? No. Like, I don't see it as like, hey, there's a new movie, trying to get a new cannonball. Like, because part of the point here was cannonballing the movies. Like, watching them all back to back and seeing a transition over time. Yeah. It stopped. We are now at the point where it's going to be one movie at a time. I think the the listener would have been hard-pressed to not notice the tonal shift when we moved away from the old stuff that had some kind of historical place. Yeah. And, and meaning and weird out-of-sync relevance to our childhoods despite being made 40 years before we were children. To uh, Atlantis? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, like, speaking about the modern movies, especially the ones that neither of us had seen, especially the ones that had only just been released, was a completely different experience. Yeah, it it didn't feel like a review. It didn't feel like we were like, oh yes, A-plus movie, 10 out of 10. But we were still digging into these ideas. But the thing is it would all be stuff that was so immediately pertinent and relevant. And like we had a conversation during Raya about one of the actresses talking about shipping. (laughs) Yep. Yeah. It's, uh, it's not the same climate. We're not going to become people who report on new movies. And let's face it. Disney don't deserve it. (laughs) Like Disney have been flirting at these ideas of doing interesting or daring or challenging work. Like, ooh, the first gay Disney couple for three movies. <laughs> like, fuck off. Yeah, well, maybe I should be praising Encanto deathlessly just to lure them towards at least making another original movie instead of continuing to spend their bullshit money on bullshit quote-unquote live-action remakes. <laughs> the significantly worse versions of the originals, but for some reason people keep still spending hundreds of millions of dollars seeing them but this is how it is we are here at the end but you listener are here at the beginning of the end there are episodes spooling out there are episodes laid out in front of you i hope you listen to them i hope you enjoy and i most of all want to thank you for your time yeah man if you're here at this point of the podcast uh i i really appreciate you hanging out with us on this fascinating and uh educational journey in fact you know hi kate hi dana uh hi alana <laughs> and i think hi ender i'm not sure but yeah i think maybe hi eb i'm not totally sure yes i think eb has also i don't referenced. know not everyone who listens deliberately calls us out anyway <laughs> <laughs> hi listener thank you for joining us we hope to see you again in some future project Or maybe when you decide that it's time to put together your own podcast. Because, well, if those ding-dongs can do it, surely we can too. We leave you now with one final twinkly sparkle (gasps) on our way to whatever land. Oh, that's that's a relief. I thought for a second we were going to exit through the yikes door. (laughs) Fox, we're white people in a colonial state. We live in the yikes door. Oh no! the yikes door the whole time!